Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Good evening, everyone. Welcome along. Monday night, 8 p.m. Welcome to the Online Darts Live Lounge 110. Me, Phil Buzz, Jack Garwood, and Lee Boyce. Talking all things darts, maybe a bit of football, a bit of cricket. Nope. We'll boys, Phil. Dark job, Philip. Dark, Dark show, Philip. <laughs> oh, did both your teams lose this weekend by any chance? Hang on, we're going to watch yours lose in real time tonight, mate. Don't give it big of them. At the moment, they haven't, so it's fine. I'm, I hope I'm, they both, I hope both teams lose tonight because you're both crap. Uh, to, to be fair, I've already said we'll get beat tonight, so it's. Gentlemen, it, it, it's a dark uh, show. Dog New manager bounce. <laughs> um, but um, not going to lie, slightly tired today, but we'll, we'll get through. Um, plenty coming up, plenty of talking points. The players have been chirping, shall we say. We've got plenty of talking points from the Premier League and the Euro Tour. Yeah, travels all around Europe and moaning about being tired, living the life of luxury that I use. Right, I, I can genuinely understand now. Why the players don't particularly like going to Risa. I now fully understand it. The actual venue and the town, it's really nice. It's just a right pitch to get to. Language! Three minutes! Three minutes! I could have gone worse. No. <laughs> um, but all good. Uh, chat room, welcome along, one and all. Uh, here we go. Uh, Tommy is... In James knows the score. <laughs> James, you're gonna fall out. Uh, how are we doing? Owen, Bob, uh, Craig is in. Kieran, Alex, Connor, how are we all doing? Uh, Malachi is in. Oh, we'll put his up there. Welcome to the Monday Night Dart Show. Um, <laughs> how are we doing, Preston? Uh, Will is in from across the pond. Hope you are good. Evening, uh, Paddy. Hope everyone is good. Look, plenty going on at the moment. Um, it's been a busy, busy time. Premier League, uh, Euro Tour action uh, backed up again. Euro Tour coming up. Um, the Premier League rolls on. 
WF tickets go on sale. Uh, Luke Litter bashing up the the the, the Dev Tour. Um, a very interesting point coming out. Just, of- Phil, have you just summarised our show in two hours? Are we done? Yeah, yeah. Pop, <laughs> <laughs> anyone? Pop. Um, <laughs> There was a very interesting. I don't know if I can. I can say. It. I mean, I'm waiting for a message to say yes or no. But something very interesting happened at the Dev Tour at the weekend, which I've never heard of before. It was very cryptic from his manager's post as well. It the bit is, if you know, you know. Um, but don't know if I, I'm waiting for confirmation whether I can say it or not. Um, but Gob's now massively thinking. <laughs> you can see the cogs turning. Um, no, he's just messaged you. Clear as day. That's what he's done. You can tell. No, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we, of course, we have the one and only Mr. Cameron Menzies coming on the show as well. The Mad Hatter himself. Um, so, yeah, all good. Shall we start, boys? Let's go. Let's rewind. Let's go to Ber- um to Berlin for the Premier League chat room as well. First of all, what was your first thought of the Berlin Premier League before we go into it? Same as every other week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just thought the standard was good this week. I thought it was better than the week before. Mm. Yeah, I think for the most part, well, no, Van Gogh didn't. I was I think for the most part, the big guys rocked up, but actually, Michael Smith played. No, Smith played steady. Gezi's played steady. It's only Van Gogh that's not. Yeah, Johnny Clayton. I, I think Johnny Clayton is the linchpin. On which this Premier League rides on. We we know how good Van Gogh and Gogh and Price are at the minute. Michael Smith is just plodding along at a decent level. Aspinall's battling, Dobie's doing the odd thing. I think Clayton is the one that holds this tournament being interesting in his hands. Yeah, and he said it as well. This was almost last chance saloon in Berlin, where if he didn't win, even he thought it, it was job done. The top four was was done and where now he's right back in it and to be honest he's, he's come through and we spoke about this when we were sort of previewing night nine in Johnny Clayton and Peter Wright were in the most difficult if one of them was going to win you'd expect it was going to be Price MVG then all the other way around to debt to, to do one and win it so for Clayton to do on the run he did have to then have the world champion in the final it's not just about needing the win it's who we stood up with then to debt then wins and yes Probably all three were under par, I would say, in their performances when they come up against Johnny. But it's then up to Clayton to punish that because we've seen Johnny under par more than enough in this Premier League as well as a few others. So all he can do is then step up and punish and he, he drew delivered, didn't he? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, why isn't that loaded? Two seconds. Loaded it all in and then it hasn't gone in. How irritating is that? Also, can you just move over a bit? Because you've not got the banner up today, which means the fans at home can see the washing machine. <laughs> We've missed you, baby. 
to be fair, that, 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 there's a reason the banner's not up. <laughs> I'm surprised when that banner then is no longer up this week. I still expected a Christmas tree to be there. I'm not there alive. <laughs> and to be fair, I just couldn't be asked. I was like, oh, just tired. Um, there's definitely a tree up somewhere in your house. There always is all year round. No, they, they, it, it is down. <laughs> I you promise. are real naive from love, actually. Just walk around. I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, going back to the Premier League. Um, was it too, don't tell me it's too big. Is that why I didn't like that? There are. So... There we go. There is the draw bracket for um, Berlin. Uh, first up, Michael Smith against Dimitri Vanden um, Berg. And I'm a bit worried for Dimitri at the moment because the performances have dropped off quite a lot from where they were. Potentially. I guess... All of us that have been clamouring in for him to play that little bit faster and saying it wouldn't affect his performances might be backing off a little bit right now. <laughs> Too early to say that, though, maybe? Potentially. We saw levels of Dimi playing well, even if he wasn't positioned right in the table. It's only recently that drop has, that drop has come into effect. And... Are we convinced we'd see a better Dimi if he was playing at snail pacer then? No. Not really. And to be honest, well, there, there is that conversation to be had. That it, it doesn't even have to be him playing better. It's what effect does that have on his opponent? There's an argument that actually he wasn't in great form entering this tournament. No. He, he sort of rescued his back end of his season last year by changing his barrel with his manufacturer. His success was largely in the early part of last year in the in the World Series. And actually, when you look at names that were in com- competition to be in this Premier League, he was one of those that was floating about in either direction. And I think we, we still have people now every week moaning about a certain player should be in or a certain player shouldn't be in. The, the two who were sort of debatable were... Dimi and Chris. Um, and the fact that, let's be honest, neither of them have took the Premier League by storm. Chris has only two wins of Thomas and Michael Smith, apart from his night one victory where he's just coming off momentum of winning the Masters. And then Dimi's not really shown that quality. And yeah, we could slow his down down and potentially he'd have a couple more points on the board because the, the manner of performances against him may have not been as good because he would have done there in that route. But actually, he's not really been as impressive. And right now, I'm with you on what you said about Johnny, that Johnny Clayton seems to be the only one who can get into the midst of that top four. And I, I don't see Dimi and Chris doing that, because I don't see them winning back-to-back weeks or having two back-to-back deep runs where Johnny can do that. I wouldn't be surprised if Dimi does and wins a week because any of the eight can just run off three wins. But to do that week on week, I'm unsure that them two, especially Dimi right now, can achieve that. Who's still yet to win a week? Is it Dimitri Aspen Wright? Yeah. yeah. 
Anyone want to change their answer to all eight winning a week right now? I, I said I all eight anyway, I think. I said no from the start anyway, so I'm quite happy. Yeah. I think I said yes, and you had four. I want to say five and six. I don't know yeah, who had did. what way. Yeah. I'm still I'm sticking with it. I'm content with six. The way Gerwin Price Van Gerwen are playing, Clayton playing himself back into form. I think Michael Smith's going to peak at the right time in this campaign. I think he's just gone through the motions in the first few weeks of this tournament. There are big pressures that come with being world champion and world number one and and commitments around that. And I think he's, he's getting them out of the way, staying within touching distance. And I think he will peak at the right time for this tournament. Yeah, I, I'm still sticking with where I'm going. Yeah, look, um, the MBG was well off the pace and he said it himself that it couldn't be asked. Which we obviously, he said it on Dutch TV. Um, we've got a clip. We asked for some some clarity from his from his comments. Um, but even Nathan Aspinall said at the weekend that they all think the top two are done. They're all shooting for two spots. Which, at that point, there's a freedom that comes with being in those top two, but also a, a lack of motivation, if, if that's what you need. There's a lack of pressure if you need that to get yourself going. And that could have a, an effect on results moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Do do MVG and Price gain much from winning the league? No. They gain much from winning the night financially and just the reward of winning that mini sort of tournament. But if it goes to final night and one of them needs a semi-final or something, I'm not sure how much that would be a motivation for either player. As where before it was. Does it was it twenty five grand? Yeah, it used to be twenty five. 25 grand for topping the on the old format, not last yeah. year. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. old format, it was 25 grand for, for topping the table. And that's taken away for me an aspect of winning that, that lead in yeah. the form in the in the lead standings after 16 nights. Which, yeah, which could, I guess, could equally flip it and mean that we get a tighter three to six, three to seven, because at the moment, if there was fighting out for top spot. And there was money on it. You've got a feeling MVG and Price would probably pick up six or seven of the eight that are left because of the form they're in. So maybe yeah. it opens it up a little bit more. I'm just trying to look at a way that where we can have eight winners. To be honest, I'm trying to think of my <laughs> my being a possibility. Good luck with that one. <laughs> um, but again, Peter Wright's concerning form continues. Um, we're going to play the clip in a minute, and it's. It's interesting the comments that he made about the Premier League ruining players and he's like, it won't ruin me. But the fact that he brought up the Premier League's ruined players, I thought was an interesting take from Snakebite. For a player who's only made the knockout stages twice in 10 years, one of which he's beaten in the final, the other he lost in the semi-final. Or won the final, sorry. Yeah, I, I I thought it was an interesting... His record's terrible in this event anyway. So there is that to fall back on, I guess, is that it, it's never been a happy hunting ground for him. Yeah. You can't ruin you if you've never been any good at it, but you've been in there 10 times. <laughs> it's more the knock-on effect, I think, isn't it? We've seen what it's done, what a bad Premier League campaign has done to certain players over the years. <coughs> we, we talked about... It's to be honest, the motivation for Peter Wright right now is very similar to what we're saying about Price and MVG, just a different style of the table. Because Peter Wright, right, 
let's be honest, he's not going to qualify for the playoffs. He's not going to win the Premier League. He's got to do, he's got to win what, probably about four nights. He's got, he's got to do something absolutely ridiculous to be in that mid. So right now, the motivation for him on each Thursday is probably the same as what it is for Michael. That if I don't pick up the night, I'm, I've done nothing. Yeah, I've got your eight Yeah, exactly. And I just think I don't know if we're going to see any better Peter Wright between now and the end of the Premier League because I'm not sure what motivation's there for him right now. Yeah. Um, look, the the, the semi finals. Um, Michael Smith was sensational and beating Nathan Aspinall and. Johnny Clayton ended the going price run in the Premier League. Didn't hold it for too long. Um, spoiler alert. But um, this was the old ferret. And it looks as if he's found that spark that, that we were talking about. Look, in the final, he rode his luck. Um, did a Michael Van Gogh and did the right things at the right times to, to, to win it. Uh, and then was handed the, the, the buddy Berlin Bear. I, I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that Dob will be picking Nathan Aspinall to beat Johnny Clayton when we do the pits for next week. Because I, I think this is the first time that Dob's done against Johnny Clayton and he's now done on them one a week. So I've got a feeling he'll stick with that theory. <laughs> because we all like, batted against him, I think. I spent like week three to week seven saying Johnny looks good. He's he, he looked like he's gonna find some form. His pro tour performances and averages have been steady. It looks like he's gonna do something special last week. I was like no, nah, it's just not clicking, is it? Let, let's move on from that. Bang, let's win a week. Yeah, cheers, Johnny. <laughs> um, well, let's, let, 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 let's play the two clips from the Premier League. We'll, we'll do Peter first. I suppose so. Uh, I've seen having the time off. It's backfired. Uh, you know, I thought if I have time off, keep me fresh, keep fresh for the Premier League, keep fresh for the Europeans, I might be okay. But obviously, it's not, it's not working. So I don't know. Uh, maybe I have to go back to the Pro Tour events. Uh, just maybe keep me sharp. I don't know. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have to see. Premier League can be daunting as well when you're losing game after game. Do you think about that in the build-up to Thursdays? Because I remember... Not at all. No? No, not at all. Uh, other players would think about it. I presume, you know, I presume yeah, I'll, I'll just turn up each week. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, I know I can beat any of these guys in any tournament if I you know, turn up. Uh, so, it's, no, it doesn't put a negative on my game at all. Uh, it's just... It, it's a Premier League, it's not quite working, but uh, as I say, yeah, next week a turn and then, uh, you know, start winning and qualifying and everyone will go, where did he come from? <laughs> yeah, I'm losing losing every week, uh, but, you know, it's one of them things. Somebody's got to lose, uh, but it's the way you deal with it. If you deal with it, fine, don't let it affect you. You know, it's ruined many, many dark players' careers to Premier League. And it's not going to ruin mine because I know how to win and uh, I know how to win uh, big majors and stuff like that. So uh, I will turn it around. Are you convinced he, he means it? Not really, but I'm not sure what the difference is. It's a little bit too much to do right now within this tournament. Look, winning the Premier League 
mean something to some players. I hazard a guess to say that actually to some it doesn't. The you look at the fact that Rob Cross was adamant he wasn't playing in it this year. Um, saying the right things, keeping the right people happy, but no. But to a wider point, this won't derail his season or his ability or the titles he's won before or his legacy or anything like that. This poor campaign won't... We won't suddenly remember Peter Wright as a terrible dart player. His legacy, I agree with, but I'm not sure I agree with his season. Because right now, he cannot get anything to work. He he no, he'd rather be doing that here, 16 weeks absolute free roll while getting paid a fair whack in this Premier League, by the way, and exposure and TV and all that lot, right? It's travel, Peter Wright's not getting any younger, etc. But you'd rather be doing that than traipsing around leisure centres for 250 quid losing first round while you're searching for stuff, which is effectively what you'd be doing if you weren't a Premier League player of Peter Wright's calibre. Yeah, that, that I agree with, but I just think that I know we make a lot of about the darts and, and X, Y and Z, and beforehand, he could always go back to the elements, whether it was the gold or the standard one, and that would set him right. That would recalibrate him. He'd go back to him. He'd stick a couple of ton-plus averages in. He'd pick a Pro Tour title up. He'd win a Euro Tour. He'd do something. But I just think that the head, the throw, and the action is all that much out of sync at the moment. I'm not sure how he gets that back. I, I think he's in the per- perfect environment to get it back. The the flip of that is you can't finish this Premier League on two or probably even four points. That is demoralising massively. Peter Wright's now got a day season ready for June, July time. Really teeing up to the match playing the season and starting at end for him. But what he can't do is go into that with not getting to a final at least one week. Or not getting, not doing what Aspinall was doing before last week in winning three or four quarterfinals and going sort of back to back, getting to a semi final. If he's not there, then I am seriously worried about the season. But then the the three and out, I think anyone can have a, yeah. a bad that that doesn't worry me as much as of what he's done. But season wise, I think if he ends the Premier League on where he is now on the points, then I think it could have a huge knock on his confidence because people have just seen him as a as as beatable and the top players are not seen as that very often write him off as an underdog and Peter Wright will absolutely have you I I, I don't see a bad outcome any other player I would be severely concerned right now but Peter Wright has this mentality and look yeah he is chopping and changing we started to see him go back to a slightly straighter barrel again I think he'll start building on that he's had the few weeks now of silly season if you like chopping and changing he'll work back on it I already know what he's throwing on Thursday he told us as he was leaving on (laughs) And how many times have we gone, oh, yeah, I'm definitely throwing these next week and rocked up with something completely different? The ones he wanted, he actually went to the merchandise stand to see if they had them on sale there. But (laughs) once he gets this out of his system, he will still turn up in Blackpool a week before the event and go, I'm favourite to win this. No other player in in the world would, would do that, genuinely believe it, and have a chance of backing it up. But do you think that's possible if... And we, we are down on ifs and buts here, but there's seven Premier League nights left for Peter Wright, assuming he's not in the playoffs. Then we all agree he's not going to be there. If he goes on and not picks up another winning, or even if he's just won, and doesn't do anything much elsewhere in that time, do you honestly think that 
Peter Wright and still turn up and they'll win the match by because I don't. No, I don't either. Uh, no, but he will. And at the same time, he's currently getting paid sixty grand for sixteen weeks' work to basically turn up and practice on stage in front of thousands of people and dance around a bit at the start. Uh, no, James, it's, it, it's an old set. I'm um, right. We'll play the Johnny clip with the Berlin Buddy. Yeah, great feeling. Like you said, difference in two weeks, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, but then again, I've, if I want to make that final four, I've got to put everything I got into it. So that's a good start. Three points on the board. Up to fifth, I think. You know, there's a long way to go, but it's the start I wanted. You know, um, to win here tonight, absolutely fantastic. And I got a smile on my face, so look out. Did you feel coming in tonight, it was almost last chance saloon, the way the points were racking up and the way the top four were kind of getting away? Yeah, 100%, I think so. You know, um, I think the top two were safe, to be honest. I think Mike and Gezi are safe. Everybody else is chasing the next two spots, you know. Um, so... Listen, it's up to us to do the to do the job. I've started good for the second half, and hopefully, we can carry on. I love what the, fact. the absolute fuck is that? Language. <laughs> no, it's half past now. Wait until wait until you see the uh, Birmingham Bull on Thursday. Whoever lifts that up. <laughs> I really no, am. On his Scott live live on his Sky interview, he said he looked like Mark Webster. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, know, I know Webster's response, but I can't, definitely can't say that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so and so. I think will be the reply from Mister Webster. <laughs> you just pictured it in his accent as well, you? Hundred percent. I spent all weekend with Webster. And I can just, <laughs> I've just pictured it now. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's the way he does it well. He'll crouch over and go, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, look, I think it was. Just, it's just something the Mercedes Benz Arena do. I don't. I don't think we'll have trophies um, elsewhere. However, an interesting one as well. But... Oh, please, I want to see some of the creations. And let's be honest, Phil. It would add to the photo that they have next to the. Uh... Next to the city, at least they'd be holding something to rec- show what they've won. Um, what are you gonna hand out in Amsterdam? Just a massive blunt, <laughs> <laughs> as long as the sign. <laughs> we, um, we saw look, P- Peter Wright's done it consistently. He went for full Germany colors, but the girl in Price shirt went down well again, didn't it? This made me laugh, actually, because Peter Wright went similar with his shirt. There was definitely a, a German <laughs> colour scheme going on, and it was like two nerds competing for the love of the best-looking girl at school. It was brilliant. Please love me more. <laughs> um, Gezi's got some exhibitions coming up in Scotland. He's doing a four-night exhibition tour, and I've seen the shirt he's had made for them. I don't know if we'll see them on social. I hope we do. If not, I hope he does the same for Aberdeen. He has literally fully embraced this to the point he's already thinking about what he's going to do for New York, Poland. I like he's, it. He's a change man. When, when, 
it's perfect. It's what we've been calling for as well. It's it's embracing it and doing taking steps to get fans back on your side. You might not necessarily agree or disagree with how or why they ended up not on your side, but it, it just feels like it's always been this constant battle. And it is such a small little step that one increases your marketability as one of the best players in the world already. Like those shirts you can sell for charity, you could auction off, you could you could do whatever, you could bring out a range. Like genius and two even van gerwin in his post-match Eurotour comment is going have you paid all of these like 50p each or something to like you where is this coming from the other players are aware of it honestly there are, there are two people in the world that can beat gerwin price himself and the crowd and he's just taken one of them out of the equation since cardiff it has been the biggest swing i have ever seen in my life cardiff we expected it we knew it was going to happen there but since then, he has been cheered in every venue to the point now where they're even singing, going, going, price, going, price. Do, when he's throwing. Do you think he would go as far as changing his walk on? I know he's tried it before, but that was a, a complete change. But do you think he'd try and change it per venue? Don't think so. <laughs> or, or do you think the player will at some point? Um. Yeah, Johnny, yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I think they will, but they are, honestly, they will go for a fortune because they are lovely. He's literally, the, the effort that's gone into it is 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 unreal. Um, I got to spend a lot of time with Gezi over the last few days traveling because I traveled with him and the designs he was showing me or whatever and how they go into it, it is just, just genius from him. Um, if you're watching, our deepest condolences for having to travel with Phil Bass. <laughs> I definitely just said Johnny as well. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, I don't know what you're doing there, but Johnny managed to get the last flight out last night at like 10 to 12. <laughs> um, he did have his drawbacks because it was to the wrong airport, so he didn't have to get from Stansted to Heathrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was the Premier league um we'll go on to the euro tour but cammy might jump in um so we might break off halfway through the euro tour i haven't got anything teed up in terms of actually before we go we've got one slide for the premier league before we go and it is the table what are we saying if you're calling it right now chat room as well come and get involved call it now What's the top four? Or oh, sorry, who finishes three and four? Because I think we're all saying that the top two are done. I, I think it's between the three of them. I can't see Dalby and Dimi having the consistency to, to get into that. We know that anyone can win a night, but I just don't think they've got that consistency to be in the midst on the end. I think Johnny edges it um, with Bully Boy. That's exactly where I'm going. Because three of Clayton's last four before the week 16, so week 12, 14 and 15, his first round matches are Chris Dobie, Peter Wright, 
and Dimitri Vandenberg. Yeah, I, I agree. I think... He also plays Gezi in that time span. But when you look at that same time period, unless Nathan Ashton has a big lead on Johnny at that point, plays Van Gerwen, then Dimitri, then Michael Smith, then Gezi. So he's chasing points at that point, whilst Clayton is arguably playing the three players at the moment you'd love to play. Yeah. Or you'd prefer to play in round one, but the three that are below him. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think that that win has completely changed the dynamic of the top four. Yeah, I, th- I think if Johnny doesn't win in Berlin, this is a whole different conversation. And I think Aspinall and Smith see it out. Yeah. Um, but from there, we go to the European Tour in Risa, which beforehand was going prices hunting den. Even more so now, boys. Weird how he does this. He just claims venues. All does he Leisure Village and Risa. Yeah. How? <laughs> Why? How does it work like that? <laughs> yeah. Of, 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 of all the ones that you hoover up. I can't say that. Wait, it's not late enough for me. I just offend too many people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but before we go, obviously, we talk about the, the usual suspects. Um, there's some interesting players that I think the Euro Tour is throwing up at the moment, and two in particular. One, I got to see Pascal Ruprecht in the flesh and, and got to see him. By Christ, you wouldn't want to get lumped by him. Oh, my God. It was an absolute unit that boy is. <coughs> um, really nice lad as well. Um, Potential future police officer. Yes, officer. It was not me, officer. Um, Phil, I like how you said that and then followed up with really nice lad, like you yeah. had to say. <laughs> I asked the PDC Europe boys, I said, look, can we speak to him win or lose? Because he was one of the big stories that came out of Q School. The way no one had even heard of him. He went there and put in massive averages. Um, and he was more than happy to come come and speak to us even even though he lost and considering he is a young his English was more than acceptable miles better than my German um and the way he spoke was was really really good and just a really nice talent and the other one is Nico Springer he did it did it last time out and you see him he keeps himself to himself in the practice room puts his ear pods on and just uh, away he goes it was those two in particular really caught the eye, I think. Springer's doing a, a weird sort of darting apprenticeship at the minute, isn't he? Because he, he didn't get his tour card, but he's going to pick up enough of these Euro tours given that they're in Germany, a, a European tour that is 95% in one country is is, is an interestingly name. Um, but tonight, isn't it? I, I think he's solid. I, I think he's very, very good. He's, he's out of the limelight a little bit. You've got the likes of Schindler and Hart. Well, not Hart. Um, Clemens, um, Hempel, etc., carrying the burden. He's rocking up to your <laughs> tours. He's putting in big performances in, in front of home crowds. They're going to carry him a little bit, but he's solid. Oh, 100%. And so the action's good, and there's just a lot to like about him. Um, and it was interesting. We were chatting to the PDC Europe guys, and we were saying, Have you seen a bounce since the World Championships? And they're like, Absolutely. It's like literally 
tickets are flying out the door, merch is flying out the door. We get more and more inquiries. Um, interview dropping. There is going to be a new venue on the European Tour next year. I did an interview with Werner, head of PDC Europe. It's going to drop in the week. He gives us a. We are going to a new country next year. He confirms, which will be good. Um, but yeah, that, that's anything. What's that? You haven't told us anything. Um, but they said they've seen a real bounce since the world championships which isn't surprising on the Saturday they had 4,000 in both sessions on the Saturday in Risa that's a little bit good yeah it's it's what you want to see from these stories and not it just being a story one off you hear there's a bounce, you hear there's a news story there and two or three days and it sort of then filters down. At least it seems to be carrying on and it's had that impact and it isn't just a 24 hours, 48 hours spite. It's an ongoing thing and that's what the, the Euro Tour should be for. Yeah. Um, also, Matt Campbell, again, another one that didn't get his case in time, had to go shopping on Friday morning to get <laughs> trousers and a, a black polo shirt and played with Alfie, his manager, set of darts, which were original MVG McKick darts, which was quite funny. Like literally nothing like he plays with, but actually played really, really well with them. They played steady. Um, but again, Matt Campbell's developing and we're starting to see him settle into life as a, a as a tour player we know he's got that ceiling from the world cup we're seeing that more consistently at the moment it's built from the pro tour as well he's going deeper and deeper on the pro tour being that little bit more competitive just just adding that edge to his game right now um uh, action wise he's right up there he's just got to believe a bit that ceiling that we saw from him in the world cup a few years ago was superb until he got under pressure yeah and he crumbled against the Belgians. The Canadians should have beat the Belgians a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, also, interesting this week, or this time around in event three, we saw the reserve list come into massive play. <coughs> it was also interesting being in the venue. The fact that the reserve list is there, I think for the better, and we heard, well, they shouldn't be here, they've lost. It's like, oh, please stop, stop now. That I'd rather have reserve lists than buys. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think all the fans at home watching or in the venue would rather have reserve lists and players in than than buys. Um, to be honest, I think most of the players would as well. Like, there's some extent they go, oh, "I've got to buy. I'm not playing to whatever." But actually, sometimes they're the game that get you into the tournament. The players that are withdrawing are the ones that. They're your winnable game. Then you run into a seed. You don't want to go straight into a seeded player who's yeah. already had a game to acclimatise and get used to it because as similar as they are in design, every single Euro Tour stage is different. Every single arena is different and atmosphere. And if you've got another seeded player who's already been up there, settled, likely to be a seed, by the way, not necessarily a seed. You get up the sets and whatever. But you are running into that round. And, and what we had last year, was it... One afternoon where we only had six games on the night, we had seven. And it's just, from a, from an entertainment fan perspective in the venue, you're missing out on some potential great games. And that's what Euro Tour Friday throws up. Normally, 
it's the dames you're not expecting to, to be as good produce moments of magic and you're losing out on two or three dames. So for me, there should be a reserve list on any and there shouldn't be boys whatsoever. The only time I sort of accept there being a boys in a pro tour, if there is a very late dropout, and I mean, like, literally within the area of registration. Other than that, there shouldn't be anything, especially on TV tournaments, should always be reserves ready. Yeah, um, interesting <coughs> from Patrick here, and I like it. It was on the list to bring up. He says, what do you think about the choice of Bilowetsky? Was qualified for ET3, then decided to play the Dev Tour. Why play the qualifier then? I like, personally like his choice that he picked the Dev Tour over the Euro Tour. But I kind of agree that if that was always going to be his choice, why did he go to the qualifier? Um, but I, I think it was a smarter choice to to pick the route Sebastian did. I do. I think he is... I believe he's going to start favourite for the World Series Poland qualifier. That will come with its own pressure. We're seeing him develop and play some some decent darts. Um yeah, just just strange to have played in both. Unless wasn't aware of the clash at the time. Look, a lot of players will just be entered into things by management companies or whatever. Yeah. If, if he's in both, he's got a choice. Yeah. But, but personally, I, I I think he made the the, the right choice. We'll, we'll... Especially weekend one of the Dev Tour. If this is weekend three or four and you're a little bit far back or whatever, go chasing everything else. But to put yourself. Well, if he hadn't played, it'd be seven grand behind Luke Littler right now. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll come on to the Dev Tour um, later on. But yeah, no, look, I, I, I get it. But look, the, the buy system worked, which is what it was meant to do. Um, what else did we have from uh, the early rounds in the Euro Tour? Any? Uh, yeah. We've talked about concerns. Joe Cullen, the hangover is a massive concern right now for me. Not looking good. Not looking at his best at all. Part of that might be down to his his hair transplant and it affecting him differently, etc. But <coughs> it is not the same Joe Cullen that we've seen for the last 18 months or more since he won that Masters. And I guess part of this we could say we could have seen come in, whilst none of us called it, the fact that Joe was the best player on tour last year at winning games when he had the lower average tells you that actually perhaps he's getting away with it occasionally. Within those, you, you build up a bit of momentum, you build up that bit of charge, that bit of belief, and then there is that, you think Van Gerwen's last leg decider record on the Euro Tour for, for what felt like forever was just just there and players were fearful of it. Yeah. And Cullen had that edge about him. And then demoralising to not be in the Premier League I, and the hangover of a poor back end of last year as well, while still grinding out results. But once they start disappearing from you, it can be difficult to find again. The surprise is more probably around the fact that the majority of the players who have just missed out on the Premier League, whether it be this year or previous years, you tend to see a quick response. And I thought we saw that from the likes of Rob Foss last year. 
I think that's probably where people are expecting every player to sort of do the same thing. When you've missed out, respond back that way. And I just, we haven't seen that from Joe. And there is a concern, but I don't think it's as big as there is with some of the other players. Yeah, well, he's down to 16th now in the Pro Tour Order of Merit. This time last year, he was fourth. He's 10 grand away from having to go back to the qualifiers. Which won't last very long on the Euro Tour. Well, no. Um, but that was that one. Um, any others jump out at you from the first two rounds before we look at the later stages? Oh. We will do that in a minute. However, we are joined by the one and only Mr. Cameron Menzies. How are we doing? How are we doing, buddy? All right. I'm not bad. Yourself, guys? Yeah. That's a first. We've got a fully fledged Scotsman in an all black shirt. Well, that's all that affects me these days. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how's life treating you, mate? Yeah, not bad. I'm up in Scotland at the moment, seeing the cold weather again. So a few days off work to go and rest, which has been good because it's been hectic recently with the darts and stuff. So today and tomorrow off, and then back to work for two days or four Munich next week. So it's quite good to chill. Where is the game right now? Um, up and down there's spells of goodness spells of badness but um, I've just got a new set of darts so we'll see what happens this weekend are they similar to the, the Dobie darts you were throwing? Um, well it's my own brand so yeah they're quite I'll say they're, the grip's similar but the shape's different and I've only had them for two weeks don't seem too bad but practice is different from a game so we'll see you at the weekend yeah look how much confidence did you take from the back end of last year when you played some some brilliant stuff? Like you had MVG hopping around at Minehead, you then went to the Worlds and, and, and played some good stuff. And producing it on these big stages must give you confidence. Yeah, I think the back end of last year, I, I was starting to feel confident in my game. Like my scoring in spells is, is, was getting better. And I, I believed in spells that I could score as good as the most of them, but I've troubled for maybe two or three legs. And I've, I've seen some averages being quite high this year, so I'm hoping to get more consistent with that. But the results have not been great this year, but I do think maybe out of two or three performances, I've played a, a, a decent standard. Yeah, look, the, the way it goes, we have to ask you, that World Championship draw, when you were watching it on Sky Sports, obviously, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're with fun. How much were you both praying that that didn't happen? <laughs> Oh, well, it got to the nitty gritty, and I think there was there was just like there wasn't many players left, and she was in the kitchen, and I was in the living room, that just not want to pay attention just in case. But yeah, I don't think we're too far off pulling each other, which would have been a nightmare draw. I think she'd enjoyed it more than me. <laughs> I mean, I refed you two at County a few months ago against Derbyshire, and she went up with a 27, oh. 28, I think. And the relief you had when you banged in a 29 the same day to say you just beat her. What's it like having somebody as talented as Fallon to practice with and, and have that bounce off around the house? Yeah, it's, it's good. There's obviously... Um... I'm on it if I'm not practicing, and she she does the same for me because there is times of practice a lot. But I'm I'm competitive here in the house. Like she might be playing for fun, and we do we do like finishes and stuff. And I'm always trying to beat her. It's just it's it's good for me because um it gives you that incentive kind of thing. Because um I'd rather practice an hour falling, putting the effort in, than throwing for two hours at board with no interest. So it it gives me the oomph kind of thing because I always want to beat her just for the bragging rights in the house. 
Cammy, obviously, um, Fallon 8 and 9, well publicised a few weeks ago. You know I was going to talk about it. How much is that now on your mind because of that competitive household that you feel like I've got to follow up with one at some point soon? Honestly, see how many people say to me, by the way, when you're going out at nine after, I've had three already. But um, I, the funniest thing about that is I watched a game and I, was, I looked at my phone for five minutes and that's when she hopped the nine daughter. So I missed it. I just seen everybody cheering. And then I just joined in. <laughs> so I missed it. I missed the nine dot. I looked down and it was that quick a leg. I, I missed it. You've got a history of missing things on the PDC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see me at work, I must at work. <laughs> God, I don't employ you. <laughs> <laughs> We're now a year on from Lightside. Obviously, the past 12 months, we've, you've performed at Lightside, performed at mm. Ali Pali. How, how much of those experiences now helped you to, to, to grow up the rankings and make sure you were in that top 64 for the end of your two years? Yeah. Um, the good thing I'll say about Ali Pali was obviously an experience because it's something we've always looked at. Like Lightside used to be my favourite thing when I was younger, but nowadays it's all changed. So PDC is the, is the place to be. But the good thing before um, Ali Pali was the European tours are pretty similar atmosphere to be playing on Saturday night. So it, was no, it wasn't so bad. Plus I went into the hall earlier when it was empty. And it, it feels weird when you see the big hall like that empty. But yeah, I'm hoping to build on that. I keep saying every year get to Ali Pali and I think you'll you'll do pretty much fine. But it's easier saying done. How many times you see guys have one year poor second year good because it's just the level we're playing at. Some guys have good years and bad years or just maybe a bit more luck involved with some of their draws or some of their darts kind of thing. So I'm hoping to get to the roads again this year. And that's the aim. Hopefully and hopefully then that'll keep me in the top sixty four. Cammy, beforehand, there, so much was made of your game and the way you used to go to Q school and so many people labelled you the best player never to have a tour card out of mm -hmm. the current generation. How much of that used to play on your mind going to Q school before you won your card? Yeah, I just never seemed to play well at Q school. Even when I got my tour card, I don't think I played well. I just said I finally got a good run and I always believed that I could do it. I don't know if I was putting too much pressure on myself to try and get a tour card, but I do think now I'm a better player now than I was maybe a couple of years ago, maybe a bit more experienced. But yeah, you know, I just I don't know what it was. Kursky wasn't my wasn't my greatest point. Now for some reason on the challenge tour, apart from one year, I've, I've always done pretty good. So yeah, Kursky was never I've never done well till uh, two years ago or a year ago, and it was only because of one good day. Yeah, I was gonna say that that first day set you up, but it got a little bit nervy, didn't it? Uh, at the end though I think it would have been enough but honestly see when the second day when I get, I get hard, I forget who beat me but somebody hammered me um, I think it was the boys from New Zealand poor absolutely destroyed me and I was like alright I've still got another two days to go won a game then lost again so I got no points again I was like here we go so the next day I think um, I'm sure it was Jacob Taylor I beat and, and he'd been playing well all week and he just had a bad day and because I got a bye beat him that point was the difference but yeah it was getting more pressure and more nerves near the end of the, the four days kind of thing so glad I'd done it on the first day because that would have been not so good at all Obviously you talk about the bragging rights in, in the household who is the better player? <laughs> <laughs> sat next to me <laughs> I just got evils there. <laughs> I, I, I know it's just that short time. Be careful what you say. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the best player in the house, but she's no one in the house. 
Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but honestly, I would say it, it, it swings around a bit. There's times when we play in few battles, when there's times I play, I, I beat her. So there's, there's times I can't get near her. I mean, she, we, we've seen it in a game when she starts scoring, it's just like, Jesus, stop it. And she, she does that in the house. I could play one game, beat her 5 0, and then she'll beat me 5 0, and her averages went up like 20, 30 points. It's just, you know. So it's definitely broke my game on. He knows where Sorry. his bread's buttered, don't he? That's, that's <laughs> the most political answer that Tamron Menzies has ever gave in his life. Chief, you raising the hood, by the way, I've told you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right now, Cammy's being absolute glared at. <laughs> I know. I'm not sure I can just feel it the side of my head, they're burning. Is there an element of the game where you've done a bit of growing up in the last couple of years? Because when we first saw you at like things like the Grand Slam and you, you're jumping around on stage that a little bit more, and there just seems to be yeah. that, that, that you're still going to do daft things. I think that's you all over. Oh, it's, it's, I've always done that when I played football they used to call me the mad monk because I used to go I just used to do stupid things and it's adrenaline as well but yeah I would, the whole thing with the Grand Slam is it happened so quick because that was my first year doing the WDF because I, I played football until about 24 25 then I started playing darts a bit more and, and it just that was my first year and it just happened so quick and I just took the Grand Slam in as like a, an experience and I never experienced anything like it so it was a bit surreal so I do think um I'm not as bad. I still have moments, obviously, but I'm I'm not as bad kind of things. So like even like counties and stuff these days, I'm I don't really celebrate much. But I remember when I was younger, I used to go mental at counties. So hopefully in the future, I'm I'm like Steve Beaton. <laughs> what was the um what, what what was the move down south like for you? Obviously, because you you upped everything and, and moved mm. to MK and and what what was that adjustment like? It wasn't bad. It was it was because really the um, like I was working in a job that wasn't paying great, and obviously being a plumber, I, I was trying to get a job. And COVID was obviously an awkward time. I was working in factories and making cakes. That's why the weight went up. But I used to make cakes and I made car parts and just just a, a tough time. And obviously we, we were talking about um, might not try and get a job down in Milton Keynes, and I got a job down. There. I went for an interview and I got a job. An hour after it, because we're dead for plumbers, and I've been there for a year, so um, it wasn't bad. Apart from obviously, like the family, that's the only issue. Because I've, I've been up quite as my second time, but up this year because I've been really busy, and it's, uh, it's, it's that's the that's the bad part because it's six hours drive, kind of thing. And I don't think it's five and a Friday, so it's that's the that's the only issue I've got with it. But I did say it wasn't for the full. Um, for as long as this, I say maybe six months and I'll be back up, but that's over a year now, so she's, <laughs> she's got the ankles in. <laughs> a couple from the chat room for you, Cammy, as well, because they've been waiting patiently. He said, um, Do you feel the pressure to pick up the Scottish baton from Gary and Peter? And, mm-hmm. how, much, and how much would you love to play in the in the World Cup one day for Scotland? Oh, well, I was, I was hoping Peter Wright and uh, Gary were just not interested this year, so me and Susan get it. <laughs> but um, I, I still think there's life in them. Yeah, I think I've got another five, six years before that I've got that burden. Peter's maybe struggling at the moment, but um, he'll come back to form. And Gary seems to be putting the effort in again. So I think we've got a couple of years of those two yet. But I'd hope to one day to be half as good as what they are. I'd be quite happy with that. But I need to claim the rankings a lot quicker because watching that development at the weekend, there's guys chapping in the back to take their places. The other one, can you claim any part of this? Because this was the, the best tweet of April the 1st. Whose idea was it? 
<laughs> I'll say it's, it was mostly her. I just helped with the wobbling because. We're actually driving up. We left early doors and we drove up the road. And she did speak about it before because obviously she she does got a lot of beef and social media and stuff. And she thought I'll give a little bit back. And and I it was a good tweet kind of. Thing. I, I read some of the posts and it was it was good kind of thing. So I but we were laughing away up the road. And I said to make sure you do it before twelve, but. Yeah, so she she wants to take all the takes all. I changed a bit of the word, and that was about it. But she was <laughs> her idea. Obviously, you, you touched on it there as well. And look, we've we've seen the stick that that Fallon gets. How much does it bother you when she does get trolled online? Because there's nothing you can do about it. Well, no, um, I, I'm not as bad now, kind of thing. But yeah, at, at the first time in that, because when you get your tour card, the PDC give you like a, a meeting thing. And obviously they spoke to my manager and stuff and told me to watch what I'm doing because obviously the trolls and stuff. Because obviously if I get involved, then they Photoshop it and send it in and I'm the bad one. So yeah, I've not really commented much in time. So yeah, but there's a few times I've had to bite the bullet because it's the same as anybody. If someone talks to your other half in the way that they do, you, you would want to say something. But yeah, it's it's it's, it's more annoying because when people don't understand it especially recently with that when she put in the players championship when the PDC put the rule up and they still found a reason to have a got her I'm like, it's, 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 it's just annoying kind of thing. that's why she stays off a lot of times she just goes on for a wee nosy and then goes off because it's not worth the hassle yeah um, a couple more people are asking about the game you played against Gary on the Pro Tour stream obviously you got first hand Gary back to his very best what, what was it like having the best seat in the house and you playing your part in a fantastic game as well. Yeah, oh, well, apart from the result, <laughs> it's, I've, I've done that a few times this year. Like, I've, I've started like a train, like, averaging high hundreds in the first maybe three, four legs, and I kind of fall away. But it's a part of the game I never used to have, like those maybe three, four legs. It's a high level, but um, he, I think he should have beat me earlier. But it was just every time I looked at him, his darts were going above the table or in it, like perfect for him, and it was just. Relentless. I'm putting ninety sixes just to try and keep myself in the leg, and yeah, um, a few folks will tell me like this. Can the average has dropped off near the end, but the standard was really good. So, but he's since then Gary's been superb this year. So I think he'll climb the rankings again. Cavi, absolute pleasure to have you on. We'll let you get back to your Chinese and a and a guest voice appearance from Fallon in there <laughs> as well. Thank you very much as uh -oh. always. Buddy. We'll let you get back to your food. <laughs> No, I better, I better do a runner because she's gunning for me now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you might get the fork, couldn't you? <laughs> 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 Cammy, absolute pleasure, buddy. And cheers, all the very best this week, mate. No worries. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. 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 Everyone, the one and the only, Mr Cameron Menzies. God, he's, <laughs> he's, his phone or his iPad moved as much as he did on stage. What do you reckon? Right now, how far has that fork gone into his leg? <laughs> <laughs> um, great to have him on um, as Andrew says uh, what a great lad yeah look never a dull moment when Cammy's in great to have him on board for the live lounge today um, right back to the Euro Tour um, it's linked to the Euro Tour here and I know form comes and goes Right now, Dirk van Dijvenboda is in the form of his life. Another quarterfinal, um, just playing some great stuff. And the the Dutch World Cup team is arguably going to be weaker at the moment. It is on form, 100%. Yeah. Dirk yeah. is absolutely flying. He is 
one of, if not the heaviest scorer in the world right now. His 180 hitting is ridiculously good. There's that little bit more belief about him, and he's having less poor legs because he's always had this top level in him, but he produces it for a couple of legs, and he goes to sleep for a couple of legs, and, and that's where it merges in the middle. He's doing less and less of that at the minute as well. He's just bounding around stage as if he's he owns the gaff, and it, it's brilliant to see. He was one of those players that perhaps was an outside shot for the Premier League last year, but if he keeps this form up for another couple of months, picks up a, another or picks up a TV title, staggering the way he's playing that he hasn't really picked one up previously. Um, if, if he picks up a, a major this year, oh, 100%, he's in. Oh, completely. He's, look, he's, he's box office. Um, and just the, 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 the way he plays is, is unreal. And he was absolutely superb. Um, and probably, probably also benefiting from not being in the Premier League, I think, at the moment. It's, it's someone who's reacted well to not being a pitch. He, he was never in contention, he says. <laughs> Every look, look, but even in the list, he was slightly further out the list than a, than a few of the others. A, a Danny Knopf or a Luke <coughs> can feel hard done by. Yeah. A yeah. Dirk Van Dijvenbroder was always an outside pick if they did something creative with yeah. before the number of players involved this year or the format. Before a dart was thrown at the Masters, he was hot, definitely above Christobe. Who's now in there? Yeah, it was it was a possibility. But was and he it, above Nopper yeah. or Humphreys or Clayton or a Chizzy? Do I think I, he'd have been pitched I above Nopper? I think so. Open, I think he was more. He had more of a chance of Nopper getting picked. And Chizzy? Yeah. Um. But it's just the the the, the story continues and. It, it, it's just sensational how he's turned his his game around as well because there was at times he couldn't win a game on the pro tour just couldn't couldn't win and that Dirk yeah. is Dirk is one of those players where everything is up there a hundred percent he will beat himself up we, we've seen him lose games that he shouldn't do on on TV enough times etc but yeah Dirk is when you have that debate on is the game physical or mental, Dirk is a player where it is, it is so mental. Yeah, oh, completely. Um, it was Master versus The Apprentice, Rob Cross beating Josh Rock. Look, they practiced together all weekend and I think Josh showed him a little bit too much respect in that game, I think. Yeah, I thought, I thought Rob done a very good job because it's difficult for both, when especially them's practice partner. But I think the experience was enough in this one. But very solid performance by Rob Cross. Yeah. Um, again, another Martin Schindler. What a weekend he had. Do you want to bet his stage performance on Thursday or his weekend on the dartboard? So I thought he was going to quite well on the stage. But... I, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, as well, what a sense of humour that young man has got. And he's picked <laughs> up the British accent. Unreal. So, it, our, our little table where we were working was just next to the corridor where they went to the loo. And he'd, um, he'd walked past in his very best English accent. He, he's got Yorkshire, he's got posh English and call us a few obscenities in a nice way, laughing his head off. <laughs> you just say posh Yorkshire? No, Yorkshire and posh English. He can do the part. He did like the Queen's oh. English and things like that. And then... Yorkshire and posh are not in the same sentence. <laughs> 
Stop upsetting people. No, no. Stop upsetting people. Well, it's true though, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's hundred percent true. But stop upsetting people. Um. Yeah. Let's tug when you need him. Get him chomping. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and three hundred sixty-five day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, honestly, wicked sense of humour. And again, he's one that... We, we tar people with this brush, but the PDC would love him to win a major because although Clements got to the semi-final, Clements' English isn't great, but Martin Schindler speaks great English, great German, multilingual, and, and, and things like that. Got a few years as well. A few more yeah. years. He's been through the entire... He is a product of PDC darts. Schindler played developmental. Yeah. He's had a year out. He's gone back and won his card through Q school and, and all of that. Oh, 100%. Um. So, yeah. Um, right. Quarterfinals. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen beats Peter Wright 6-0. Um, let's say about that one, the better. Wasn't a great game. Um, we saw a couple of changes from from Wright in his, his darts in that one, but it is what it is. Uh, then Martin Schindler beat Johnny Clayton. Fantastic performance in that one. Uh, Damon Hetter losing 6-4 to Dirk van Dijvenboda and Garrett Price beating Rob Cross 6-4 then the, the Price Price was just an overdrive at this point wasn't he? You, you look at his his averages he's beaten Ross Smith with 104 uh, Mike Decker 106.5 his lowest 96.5 to beat Cross 106 to beat Van Dijvenboda and then the final 105 to beat MBG this is the price that we saw in the build-up to that World Championship where you just knew. It, it was almost written that going price was going to win the World Championship that this year. And that was the form he was showing heading into it. It was. The issue is this is the first week of April, yeah. not September, October, etc. But, look, ridiculous. I think he's... This is the third European Tour event. He's won two of them. He's dropped below the 100 average twice on the Euro Tour all season. Yeah. And the one game he lost, the average under and something ridiculous. Oh, absolute. And yeah, that was the Chizzy, wasn't it? Didn't he yeah. average 109 and lost the Chizzy? Yeah. And he's gone from outside the top 16 on the Pro Tour of America to fifth in two weeks. It's amazing what 60 grand can do, isn't it? 
Plus, he's got a couple of weeks <laughs> off on the Euro Tour now because yeah. there is that block where he hadn't qualified. He hasn't chased the qualifiers for it. He's just gone, right, I'm just going to get back there via that and actually take those couple of weeks off. He can go and attack the Premier League for a couple of weeks now or the Pro Tour. Keep his ranking nice and consistent for everything else. Balance the rest of his life while everyone else is doing four-day weekends on the Euro Tour across Bank Holiday or whatever else and be quite content with it. He's, he's actually self-managed by having that imminent dip and then that imminent drop in the rankings, but actually performing this well at the minute. He self-managed his calendar without even needing to. Well, but, I think... But I has, think it, has it come at a bad time in regards to... The form, the form he's in, and equally in playing in Premier League weeks where there isn't the pressure that we was on about earlier, is is it potentially come at the wrong time? And obviously it wasn't planned, as you've mentioned. Possibly. Not but the crowd's reacting the way he is, I don't think. Because actually, he's loving the Premier League. And like we said earlier about Peter Wright's record, he had one semi-final and one runner-up in 10 attempts. Gerwin Price's record in the Premier League is, is equally as poor his lack of making the final four is right up there. Van Gerwen sort of switched off at the minute in the Premier League. He knows he's going to be there. He can turn it on at any point. And everyone's saying the top two are done. Gezi can go and absolutely open up a massive lead at the top and be, what, one of the first five? It'd be the fifth player ever to win the league phase. Now, while there is no financial bonus, you can hold that over everybody else for the rest of the season. You can't take that bit away from it. If anything, that league phase in this format is more difficult to win than any other league phase before. It probably means more than winning the playoffs because they're a one-off night. I think he's going to play in Munich this week, play in Brighton, and then miss Wigan, bugger off somewhere hot for four or five days, and then come come back, do his little tour of Scotland, so he's still going to be playing, even though it's not in the Euro Tour. He's still going to be ticking over. Um, but look, he's just in a league of his own right now. He's yeah. just sensational. Like I said, there's, there's 12 months and it's a long season for the top four or five in the world. More than anyone else because of the amount of games. So in, in hindsight, it might end up being good that he's got these weekends off. It just happens to be at the time where, at the moment, nothing he does turns bad at all. Even losing on Thursday night to Johnny, not being great. Straight back at it the weekend and was just throwing some ridiculous numbers. And it's probably the final. I know it's a final a game we see quite often in the Premier League. But how they performed and how they performed at the moment in a Euro Tour final, it's probably what people wanted to see. Um, Price and MVG going at it over a slightly longer format. Yeah, we'll play the um, winner's clip from Price at the Euro Tour. And this is worrying for, every, worrying for everyone else. And I'm sure all the players think that when they're on their game. So, you know, I, I think once this weekend I average under a ton. And I know how well I can play. But even though I play well this weekend and won the tournament, I know there's a lot more in the tank to come out. And over the next two years, I think, you know, I'll be a little bit more consistent and I'll get a lot better, which is quite scary for me, I think, because I've only been in this game a short period of time, you know, eight years. So give me another two years, I think I'll peak and, yeah, I'll be, like I said, a little bit more consistent, but I'm happy with the win. <coughs> if he carries on in this trajectory, are we talking about one of the greatest players the world's ever seen? 
not right now, if he carries on on the trajectory he is on, is he is he catapulting himself into that conversation? Very, very long way to go. And I, I understand what you're saying with the trajectory and probably more than anything with any player in the top one to eight, it's how much he wants to continue to... It seems like he wins, he does it, and then sort of that's bored and think, let me then trap another sport or let me return back to something else or let me... And it's just maintaining that love for darts. Like you said, about five minutes of darts, Durbin Price has a love for the Premier League. That's never happened. That's a first, but now it's going on and lifting the Premier League. But once he's achieved that, will that motivation still be there to go on and lift the match play and go on and lift the Grand Prix and so on into the rest of the year? It's just keeping that motivation. If Kevin Price plays as he can for 10 years, there's going to be no question about it. But I'm I'm still just unsure on it because of his Uh, switching. There's there's going to be some point this year where someone's going to be booing him. Or someone's going to react to him. I know it's not happening at the moment, but it's still going to happen at some point. And it's then, are we going to see a sort of a petulant response? Or a, don't worry, I'll, I'll win on back. I've already won on once. I'll win on back. And then I'm back inside. It's, Let's be honest. Leicester, as a crowd, hate going price. Yeah. They despise him. Yeah. And that, that'll be the interesting one in, in the Grand Prix. Can they... Does that change? Any in recent years, Dob, before that, in recent years, how the attitude sort of changed at Blackpool with the behaviour there, it wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't get a fantastic reception there. I know he was booed a little bit, but depending on opponent... I think he'll get a great reception in Blackpool. Depends who he plays. There's only one person in that first round draw that he won't get a good reception against. The alarm? No. Think about it, boys. Why is he getting booed in the first place? Gary! Yeah! <laughs> Come on, now. I, automatic- I automatically have Darry Anderson as a seed. I didn't even... <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought about him. He's always a seed. <laughs> Come on, seed. I missed an announcement that the women's match play winner suddenly sneaks in six days after the tournament started. <laughs> yeah. um, right, we've got an... Whilst we're on Euro Tours, an interesting one from Peter Wright as well. Yeah, well, well, obviously, you know, Premier League's not ranked, so it doesn't really matter. It's just, a, you know, a fantastic exhibition. We go around promoting darts all around the world, and, and it's amazing to be part of it. Uh, but, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I feel like I'm letting my fans down at the Premier League, stuff like that. But it's, you know, nice to come here, get, uh, get some ranking points, obviously, because I was getting close to the, dropping out the 16 on the, on the Pro Tour. Uh, for the qualifiers so you know I'll win I'll win this because it's got a nice number on it 100 like that like that I'll play Gezi in the final <laughs> like last year Re- repeat <laughs> last year but it'll be my turn <laughs> obviously Jose as well had to lend you a repointer before the game yes. as, as well a bit of a disaster going on there just minutes before you were due to play yeah I'll just pra- just before I back up practice for the bullseye on the other ball, not on the bullseye ball, and it's like that. And then all of a sudden, I went like that. And my points in the ball are going, oh my <laughs> god. So it's like, but fair play to him, he didn't have to, you know, 
I would have just used an odd dart otherwise, but, uh, but thank you, Joseph. <laughs> so, out of, out of just one clip, we've got the Premier League's just a big exhibition. I won't go to the qualifiers. That's the mentality, which is why I don't think it will ruin his season yeah. or career, by the way, because he just doesn't... He, he, do you believe that? Right, he's a Premier League lot fans. Do you believe that though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's sixty grand guaranteed earnings for a few TV appearances. Yeah, a hundred percent. But also, it's the fact that if he drops out of the sixteen on the Pro Tour, not, not going to bother going to the qualifiers. Yeah, we'll see about that one. <laughs> um, we thought we'd never see Gary Anderson on the Euro Tour again. Yeah. Well, interesting. I say only. They were talking about this at the at the weekend. Gary's only thirty grand now off being a seed for the for the Pro Tour and Euro Tour. Could you imagine? <laughs> Jesus. That that's a Euro Tour win, or a Pro Tour win in a Euro Tour semi final, or a final. Are we saying he's back? He's back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> It's not on here. The other one, did he genuinely turn around and say, I'd have just thrown an odd dart? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not only I'll go and find another set. I'm going to keep two of them and I'll just throw something I'm gonna completely throw, different. Just, just going to throw, throw an odd one. Um, that was the, well, this, this is a funny clip and I've, I've had to bleep part of it out so he doesn't get fined, even though it's in the funniest context ever. And the Daily Star did the Daily Star and Nick's are. Nick, Nick, Nick's our quote and made it sound so bad. Let's play it and then. Yeah, you know, I can't wait, mate. I've only got I've got one ticket to the first day at Headingley, and I would I think oh, I probably could get the first day at Lords. I, I think that that's the way the the um the schedule yeah is sort of let me to to be. Yeah. But I, I think that was it was a bit pricey. I was like ah, might as well sit at a bar and watch it or something. But uh, no, I've got the first day at Headingley, mate. So I'm definitely looking forward to that, and and hopefully. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Have a word with yourself. <laughs> Take yourself outside and give yourself a spanking. What's wrong with you? <laughs> nah, mate, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely great. And, and, and like true British hospitality, we've let Steve Smith come over and have a few weeks oh. cricket be before the Ashes, like, and, like we do. And Labachine as well? Yeah. You idiots. Yeah, as I you say, you, you, say, you let your best batsman come over oh. and have a knock before oh, oh, the three mate, weeks. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Damo, it's a pleasure as always, awesome. buddy. Thanks, mate. Like, how good and how funny is that? But the the star spun it. Um, Australian ace tells Russ Bray to go outside and spank himself. It's just like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> Anything for a click in a headline, bless him. <laughs> you are wrong, mate. You are getting it in this year's Ashes. Buzzball is going to bring the urn home. Um, but so such a good to see Damo in that light when we were talking about cricket and just the way Russ walked past. And um, yeah, I had to bleep his little f bomb out. Bless him. <laughs> um, right. What else have we got? Done that one. Um, we've got Barney talking about a return to the match play. 
The, the winter gardens is, is, is after the worlds, you know. Uh, I, I don't know, winter gardens or, or the Premier League is the best, you know. Premier League is, is awesome, you know. Every single week, these crowds, they are amazing. But to be back in a world match play, that will mean, mean a lot to me. Um, and I'm working hard. I'm, I'm progress. I believe in myself. And sometimes it's really hard if, if you do so well on the practice board, like 140s, 180s, and you, you come at that stage in the 60s, 59, 60s, and, thinking, huh? and that messes you your head up you know you're thinking huh what was this um, I think I was a bit fortunate that that Stephen didn't play his A game and I was a bit fortunate about that I, I gave him a chance you know I should have been 6-1 gave him a chance then 6-2 6-3 then you, you start believing yourself and um, yeah 3-1 40s and then a good finish so I'm happy with the win Barney wants to come back to the Winter Gardens I'm disappointed he didn't play the alarm before the interview <laughs> I was just, I'm just looking to see Harry Kane's got Decoro sent off by the look of it. I haven't seen it in full yet. Sure. Um, right, we've got two more. We'll do Aspinall first and then we'll do the controversial one. I agree. I agree. I think I think Michael he didn't look himself on Thursday. Um, but I, yeah, I agree. I think them two are done and dusted. Um, and then I do think, but I do think me and Michael will stay there. You know, there's a big couple of weeks coming up. I think I've got Johnny, Michael's got Peter, and then roll reversal yeah. the week after. So, you know, in my eyes, if me and Michael win both them games, all of a sudden we we seven, eight, nine points clear. Um, but it's tough, you know. I, I, I'd be disappointed if we didn't make the top four with, with how we performed so far. And, and there's still a big performance in me. You know, I'm going to win one of these nights by, by the end of it. So that's five points. That puts me on 20. Uh, I know I'm going to win a night. So uh, I'll just keep plodding along, keep doing what I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. You know, the lads are f fantastic. Um, great set of lads to be with. Um, and you need that. You're away for 16 weeks. Good set of lads. We have, we have, a, we have a good laugh. And uh, yeah, but you're at all this weekend. Hopefully I can... Uh, Pick one of these up for the, for the first time in my career. Well, that's a what, Nathan? <laughs> he just stopped himself, didn't he? He just stopped himself. <laughs> I, like the, I like the fact he's put the five points on and he's already won. Yeah, I'm on 20. I'm on 20. That's Aaron Monk booking one night at the <laughs> 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 Hotel. Have you know, ever seen it? Yeah. I'm just going to win. Um, Right, this is this is the one that will get us all talking. Uh, otherwise, yeah. So he shouldn't have to uh, clear Dallas on his double for the game. He's a lucky player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so lucky all the time. Mate. How many nights in? Of course, I, I know my answer, but it's for the people I hope to answer. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm just saying because no, it's all about us. It's about the viewers. We know it's the viewers, but you sort of, you kind of said it on Dutch yeah, TV, yeah, and it's been, it's been leaked I, to the I, English, I, is there? I'd be, I, do, they, do you know what I said then? Uh, I've been sent the translation that, that you said it was boring. Is no, that correct? No, it's so, sometimes it's boring. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same all the time. Yeah. I can remember uh, when we were a few years ago when we had the Premier League. Let's say the top games. You only yeah. had it twice. Yeah. So already people was looking forward to certain games. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now you got certain games week after week. Yeah, yeah. It makes it less interesting. And yeah. But that's not for me to judge. Yeah, yeah. Because I love to play on stage, and of course I could have done better. Of course, my mistake. But sometimes <laughs> things could help a little bit. <laughs> just, just drop the fucking mic on that one. I rest my case, Your Honour. <laughs> Look, the fact that 
the biggest star in world darts is now saying it is an issue. They've they've all kind of towed the line for the first half <coughs> and not tried to to go in on it. But when Michael does it, it has more consequence than anyone else. Yes, and he should have done it earlier. We might not be watching this crap for another eight weeks. <laughs> I'm not sure it would have, if it would have had an impact in year two. I think we'd have always had two years of I this. I think we were always having two years. I'm with you there, boys. Yeah. So I don't think. I don't think any any the amount of players that would have come out. I don't think we'd have seen a change. What we would have, what needs to happen now is the knock-on effect, and I think whatever the change to next year, we'll see a minimum of two years, because any any change will have a spike in audiences from a viewer's point, initially, and I'm guessing we had that last year and we've had it in previous years, it's then monitoring that to see how it continues in, into year two. And I think it needs to change. Um, and I don't want to dive off into sliding off the PDC because they've just made a great change to the World Cup. So I'm hoping they hear and see everything what people have said and that follows on into the Premier League. And we see, from my perspective, I want to see more players whatever the format and how it works, and if it's a competition each week or if it's a league, I'm not overly fussed on that at the moment. But for me, we've got too many good players who we're not seeing. And I think we've, we've alluded to the likes of Dirk, um, even Joe before, obviously, the form is dropped into just two of the names. But there's so many more. Lou Humphreys, you know, the two TV winners, the list sort of goes on, for there only to be eight. Uh I would like to see 12, but a minimum of 10. Look, the, the, the fact they've got 17 weeks to play with, there is a massive scope to be creative here. So many formats have been thrown around online, whether the PDC or the venues or, or whatever, like them or not. There is so much scope here to be creative and, and do something different and fun and, and get as many people in as possible and, and just renew hope in this tournament for a little while. Look, although... Oh, Perry! Um, it's a dark show, Philip. <laughs> every week. Every week I remove it. Every week. Um, although, look, I, I fully agree there, but the, the only thing is that, that I worry about is the fact that commercially this year's Premier League is already doing better than last year's. And that's my worry that I, I, I'm the same as you. I, yeah, I, I, but they've, they've sold oh, it. Cause it was seven pound a pint in Nottingham. And then I spoke to Dan about Newcastle and it was yeah. even fucking worse, but they've sold more tickets as well already. And we've seen more venues sell out. That's my only worry that commercially this <coughs> to make sense. Although not for the fan at home and that the players don't like it, but if it's turning out huge money, why would you change it? But I think the tournament can work. I'm not I'm not opposed to the tournament no night. But I still think you need to extend the field. And there's better, more qualified people out there to Worth out how that would work, but I still think you need to extend the field. It'll be interesting. 
From there, we're going to go to the first death tour of the weekend, boys, which was stolen by one man. Man? Boy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the is, name it, was is, this, is this person fully developed in one weekend? <laughs> it was in down that road this year. <laughs> He's so good. The man is the boy's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's over double the closest opponent to him. Who has a tour card, by the way. Yeah, look, that's the He only just turned sixteen this year, and all the questions were yes, he's done it everywhere else. Yes, yeah, can he do it on the dev tour? And on weekend one. He's pocketed seven thousand pounds. Just got no fear, no fear whatsoever. Look, I I, I agree. Um, look, the, the the two below him, Dylan Seven and Jean Van Veen, we know plenty about those two. But one name that is interesting is ranked number six. His first PDC darts in two and a half years. Russell Nyman returns and. That's a very good return from an opening weekend. Yeah, we knew he, his, his game was in a decent place, didn't we? He come back and, and won a tournament in the Netherlands not too long ago. Um, these are tough fields to get through. And you only have to look at how far down some of the tour card holders are in this order of merit that will tell you just how difficult this is. Jared Cole, after one weekend, has won 275 quid. Yeah, he beat I, I Martin don't... Adams. He beat Martin Adams in a world championship at the Lakeside. A Utah Open semi finalist. He's currently 33rd. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, and the other one from Development Tour One. Again, we've just been bigging up Germany. We had a German winner on the Dev Tour. Christopher Tudor. No. not be the last. But this, this, this is what I mean. This is. This is getting where where the sport is now. That it it's it's unreal. And look, Luke Littler, if he carries on this rate, he's going to win his card without going to Q score as well, which is a huge plus. Mental, just just lunacy. The 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 only potential area of upset is the limelight at someone at such a young age. The UK Open on the qualifying on the first day possible. The now running ahead in the Dev Tour in one weekend and being just over three grand in front of anyone else. It's that sort of now. There's a lot of limelight on him. And let's be honest, there was anyway. There was a fair amount. But this only grows, you know, the, the tweets over the weekend, the praise, all that's there at the moment. And it's when he has that little bit of dip, it's how he recovers and bounces back from that. But at the moment, he's just looking at a level above everyone else, including Tortard holders. Yeah, I guess Yellow Classen is probably the one to, to take a look at here. The, the youngest ever world champion. <coughs> if, if you go back and talk to him about that time and, and that era and, and achieving so much so young, there's a good chance he'll say that it, it was too much too soon and it came too early for him and an awful lot of players that have had early success will go down similar sort of routes especially in a modern era now where there is so much exposure 
from social media. Results are so easy to get online. You can see an average for just about everything if, if you look hard enough somewhere. Um, it is about managing expectations and limelight and the, the pressures that come with that. There are... Leighton Bennett's one that you take a look at was criticised heavily whilst in the limelight at an incredibly young age doing exhibitions of Phil Taylor at the Tower of London for the way that he celebrated to win a World Youth Championship. How are we telling kids off for celebrating winning the biggest moment of their life? And we've already seen similar criticism levelled at Luke in the past. When he beat Richie Ellis at the UK Open, the response from Richie was as if, what are you doing? But he, he is still 16. Just. Yeah. He's only just 16, for Christ's sake. He's only just been eligible, what, six, seven weeks ago to go to that UK Open qualifier. Like, there is a lot of time in, in this young man's career moving forward. And the fact we've been speaking about him so highly for the last couple of years as it is, it feels a little bit like Bo Greaves. People were aware of who Bo Greaves was and what she could potentially be capable of from the age of 11 and 12, stand out more perhaps in the women's game because of the lack of attention and the lack of top-level talent that the women's game and, and how much further behind the women's game is than the men's. Even still, look, there are steps being taken at the minute to rectify that, but it is still behind there. So when you get such a young talent stand out like Bo does, it stands out massively. It's easy for Luke to... or for, for young boys to get lost in that at the minute. You think... Justin Van Tegel has just been clawed back into the abyss. He's, he's just another player on the on the on the tours at the minute. Um, Leighton Bennett is forty seventh on the order of merit, five hundred pound this weekend. But I, I just think Luke's got this extra level, and the longer he keeps performing like this, and actually to a certain extent, the other players that are a product of the same place of Luke, the more and more this Dev Tour just becomes an absolute mess it's but just do, ridiculous but do you think right now dev tour um sits the one name to avoid is luke Littler, and we've got tortard holes in there and we've got which the pressure now it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts because you would like to think he would play with no pressure whatsoever someone at his young age would just go up and play darts with no concerns whatsoever but the pressure is going to increase weekend after weekend because of his performances in the past six weeks has it been since he's qualified for the UK Open the, the pressure just going to increase on the, the young boy's shoulders um, it's just how we can manage that which is so key and it's the people around him to keep him grounded because to win two of these in one weekend is a ridiculous feat there is, I guess, there's a slight difference to it as well. We saw there was a German lad that did similar and then qualified for the Worlds. Fabian Schmutzler. Fabian Schmutzler go through similar. Obviously, not quite got the same history that Luke does at this level. And that is the other thing to consider that Bob has put in as well. Currently ranked 33rd in the world. How many of these development tours? is Josh Rock going to sneak into, if any? And the next time it comes around, he is only £3,000 behind Vincent van der Voort. I was about to say. 32nd place. 
the likelihood is he won't. The likelihood is he goes up to 32 because Vincent will be defending at some point as well. Josh is obviously on an absolute free roll still. Does removing a player of, of Josh's calibre from the Dev Tour allow Luke to, to go on and do more? You look at the likes of um, Keen Barry in that list, Bradley Brooks still about. Um, it's just it's just names everywhere. Were you guys a little bit disappointed that Bo didn't play in the Dev Tour this week? I know that a lot of people wanted her to, to go and play in it. Personally, probably not disappointed because I expected it because we've not seen it before. Um, as a whole, I'm disappointed she doesn't play in the Dev Tour. So I think it would be um, it would improve her game even more because it would give her that bit more of experience of these PDC tournaments. That let's be honest, considering she's won as many as she has, she hasn't played a fat lot of them. Um, and if she goes on and plays in the um, World Youth Championships. I think this will give her that bit more of experience and nowhere of, of the field. Um, but I wouldn't say surprised just because has missed has missed so many of them previously. Fair one. Um, so on the um, WDF, a couple of bits. The interview we did with Neil last week, he dropped a little teaser that he understands the World Masters is going to be scheduled for October. Not sure he was meant to say it, but that was an interesting one. It needs to fit in before December. It's all that matters. At this point, it's a bit like that YouTube challenges. Throw a dart at a map and say you'll go <laughs> wherever it lands. We'll do that. And we'll do it with a calendar. <laughs> one, one with each hand. And that is when the when and where the masters will be. <laughs> <sighs> You're not dining any fans tonight, Dob, I'm telling you. The World Masters will be September the 4th in Western Supermare. We've got 25 minutes yet, mate. I might upset some more. I'm, Phil, I'm not going to lie. That sounds quite appealing or more appealing than where it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Next to T4 on the beach. <laughs> I'm there. Pass me a camera. I'm on it. Uh, also, tickets went on sale for the WDF Worlds. Um, again, Neil brought up a, a good point in this, he, and he was fair about it. That he was like, "Look, it's great; they're on sale." Blah 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 blah. He said, "But putting them on sale when people don't know when they're playing is not going to help early sales." He said later on, the prices are are good, and once people know when they're playing, he thinks they'll sell well. But it was a case of right now that. People aren't going to book tickets because they don't know when their friends and family are playing. I guess it, look, there's two ways to look at this. You can either go drum up lots of interest before you put them on sale, go for a big launch and hope that there's some sort of drive or, or competition to drum up tickets or get them on sale as soon as you know about it. Have some transparency about prices, timings and whatever else. Get hotels and stuff booked as early as you can if you're going to book this early and have something to build up to. There's no big launch. There's nothing that can go wrong if your tickets are on sale. There's no chance of people missing out or, or a technical issue the week before sort of thing. Oh, you yeah, know, no, I, I think, I think, I think they're, they're reasonably priced this year compared to last year. Yeah. So that, that that's a 
It's I, just Odessa, we're not going to know the, the field and who's playing until November. If October's the cutoff point, we don't know this. We know where the seeds are, but we don't know where they're positioned. Yeah. So until that's done and then a draw's made, which I'm guessing end of October or November, it's just difficult to, to know when certain players are doing. For example, I know that um, obviously Reese Coley's taken a lot from around here, but they can't buy their tickets till a month before that day because they don't know when that slot is. So yeah. you will have that. Um, but I'm not sure how else you can do it because of how they've set the seedings up. It's not like how the World Seniors done it, where they released it a few months before to say the seeds are playing this day. We don't know who, we don't know where the seeds are going to be positioned until mid October. I think was the cut off point, so they can't even do that. Then it wouldn't be fair to put someone on Tuesday night who, who their next opponent played Saturday afternoon. I think that's how the first round is, isn't it? Saturday to Tuesday. So I don't think that would be fair to do so. So they've put themselves in a situation where that's the knock-on effect of having your seedings of you, as you have done instead of just saying one sixteen is what one to sixteen is right now. Also, on the same kind of theme, we have dates for the World Seniors World Championship for 2024. Was released, save the date. It was. Don't ask me when it is, because I haven't put it in my calendar already. <laughs> <laughs> I am the least organised man in the world. <laughs> Not me currently scrolling back through the creator's chat. Uh, on sale from the 1st of May, 10 a.m., uh, 15th to the 18th of February for the World Senior Starts Championship. Back at the Circus Tavern once again. Uh, four days likely means uh, same format, 32 players uh, involved. Slight is reading it from a sheet. Of <laughs> <laughs> a professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, more seniors news this week, though. We, we did have a withdrawal from the Masters in, in Glen Durant. He wants that little bit more time to get his game and his form where he thinks it needs to be to compete at seniors level. Um, pretty fortunate timing, I guess, at that point that, that Lena Gates had just picked up the champion of champions. Um, so he's, he's picked up that invitation for more spots. Um as per the qualifying, so we're going to have one money list, one order of merit, and two qualifiers from Reading, not the weekend coming, the weekend after. Um, one of those is 99.9% certain already um, of a spite space there. It's just how they get there now. Um, that'll be going out pretty soon. How long in your opinion, before Howson makes himself an instant pick, regardless of rankings, because of what he's done. Back-to-back TV finals, he has to be close to being an automatic pick now. I think so. There's two ways at the minute, in that he's building up a fan base, but because of those back-to-back finals, he is so far ahead on the money list, one of the the two order of merit ranking lists, etc., that he's pretty much booked his spot in every event between now and the Worlds anyway. And and at this point, you can still sneak another big name into each event via the invites and get Richie into the tournament, who is along those lines. Once the World Championship rolls around next year and we start seeing money drop off, Richie's, what, five 
titles to his name in, in seniors as well. Mike Huntley's just behind him now on four. Once those start dropping off a little bit, that might be when that comes into the question. Fairs. Um, right. Premier League Roadshow moves on, as John McDonald would say, to the wonderful city of Birmingham. I'm not even sure he'd say wonderful, but carry on. <laughs> Mr. <Darwood>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Getty might win this one, given he loves to win in Aldersley and Risa. He caps my girl. Um, MVG Doby, Aspinall Clayton, Dimitri Vandenberg, Gerwin Price, Peter Wright, Michael Smith. Chat room, come and get involved. So, match one. Chris Doby against Michael Van Gerwen. We got can continue to have a board Michael Van Gerwen, or does MVG. Michael Van Gerwen turn up? Doby. So you're going for a board Michael Van Gerwen still? Yes. One more week. MVG. MVG. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll play blisteringly, but I think he'll just get by six four, somewhere around there. I reckon. Um, game two is huge, absolute huge for this race for the top four. Aspinall versus Clayton. Over to you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes you. No one believes you. <laughs> no, do you know what? There is. If it goes scrappy, I do still worry if Clayton's got the response. Which plays into Aspinall's hands. Splinters on your bad side there, or what? That's what I'm saying. What do you mean splinters? I just told you Aspen and I said if it goes scrappy, I don't think Johnny's got that in his game at the minute. He's got he's got that level to blow people away again. But in those tight ones, he's still losing more than he should be or more than he's winning. And at that point, you have to favour Aspinall, who we keep saying it. I don't just want to put this label on him as, as a one-trick pony, as a dark player, but he relishes that. I'm going Asp. I'm going Johnny. Five all. Johnny, you require 121. 60. Big 11. 162. 11. Bullseye. Point left. I don't think you'll ever, ever reach the same level of significance in the sport, but it is in my opinion, of watching it. Getting close to Bob. <laughs> um, Dimitri Vandenberg, Gerwin Price. I think this one might be unanimous. Belgium. <laughs> yes. Are we all saying Gezi? Yep. 
Can, can we point out one thing at this stage, by the way? And it, it's not just him. There's a, there's a player in the next game as well involved. There has been a downturn in form recently for Dimitri van der Berg and Peter Wright. And neither, at the moment, have been allowed or have attempted to complete a full walk-on. Dimi has been cut off before he can dance multiple times in this Premier League campaign. And Peter Wright hasn't jumped about on stage for a significant period of time. When you are characters that are so different on and off the hockey and rely on being that character up on stage just to settle you into the environment. Do we think there's something there? Possibly. Or they're just like, hurry up, we've seen this dance 4,000 million times. It hasn't changed. You got a new hashtag going on? Um, last game right against Smith Smith for me yeah right looks more as they just come on what's he been sent off for (coughs) Dark Shell Philip it's topical because Rob brings it up in the chat see that doesn't mean it's topical (laughs) sorry Rob Peter, um, Peter, right, Peter, right, Peter, Peter, right. Are you going right, right wing? I am. Where are you going, Gob? Michael. So, from their chat room, who wins night 10 in Birmingham? And who do they beat in the final? Derwin Price is beaten in the final by Nathan Aspinall. Bold. I like it. I I like your boldness. Is this more out of desperation that you're trying to get all eight to win? No, because I don't know. I don't think I can predict Peter Wright to win away at any stage (laughs) in the next three years. Um, But Oh, Everton have just equalised in the last minute. Oh. Right. <laughs> yes, it's a football show. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Spursy, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's a set piece as well. We are. A mighty team stood. Taking them to be of 20 past dollars. Is he amazing? Oh, my God. Michael Keane has just picked the ball up from the back. He's 25 yards out, and he has absolute top bins it. Company all over again. I'll take, <laughs> it, I'll take it back. I've just seen it. It is, it is a worlder. Absolute top bins it. <laughs> Michael Smith beats Peter Wright, and then Gerwin Price beats Chris Doby in the final this week. Oh. I am going for a repeat of the Euro Tour final. And I am going same result. Gerwin Price wins again. Does he know you're cheating on him? (laughs) I just think that at the moment, Gerwin Price is on another level. Dob. 
Train friends. Train Mark friends. Webster. Mark Webster two weeks ago. Yes, he <laughs> <is>. <laughs> <laughs> That's it was plane friends as well. Plane and train friends. He runs about being tired. Makes me see. <laughs> um, right for that where's the if you put anything to do with Wrestlemania up I'm going to bed 10 minutes early <laughs> you can but I won't be here <laughs> where's that big game mean uh, you can if you like but I won't be here um, right to we'll open up question time for for us, whilst we a week in darts, we, we we always miss something. So, what is it this week? I think that's it. Oh, Super Series. Sam, not Sam. Justin Hood. Justin Hood. Yeah, played played really well. To be fair. Um, also, Poland has pretty much sold out the World Series event. It's literally, Correct. there is a handful of tickets left on Friday. That is it. Mm. Um, and that's just on the pre-sale. Hopefully, we'll see Euro Tour expand further than Germany. Germany's great. Germany's great, and it still deserves uh, the more than probably the other countries because it's earned the right to do so, but not the level it is at the moment. So hopefully, Poland is just the start of it being a a Euro Tour is probably the best way to put it instead of a Germany Tour. There's. There's, there, there's a new country being added next year to the Euro Tour, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Um, that's, is, but that's what the Euro Tour, Joe, sorry, that's what the Euro Tour and the World Series should be. We should be seeing new countries. I know Devon was on talking about it last week, about World Series expansion. The same with the Euro Tour. The Poland news is great news. Hopefully we, we see even more countries. No, you saying there's one coming very soon. No. John, you are disinvited to Reading. <laughs> I don't know. Bob, is Ryan Searle safe for the match play? I don't know. I'm looking at Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but ever the professionals that we are. Charlesin, hello, darling. Uh, how are we doing, Char? You all right? Hope you are good. Hope you're looking forward to going and watching the um Sixteen point four. Um. So, crack off instead of Walsall. No, I, I, Walsall's a good start. Walsall's always a great. Oh, Walsall. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm fair nothing on either of those. I'm upset enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, look, it's it, it's good. The, the World Series and looking forward to to it. Looking forward to New York again. A lot of hype around that already. The the North Americans or players are already promoting it massively, which is good. I saw a comment earlier where someone said they think Germany could be the next hotbed of darts. I disagree. I think the North Americans are coming. 
I think Holy the way God. that we saw Gates play last week, Jacob Taylor was absolutely superb. We've got David Cameron. We're going to see cross-border in a few weeks' time. They have their own development tour at the minute. That first run-in was last week. They're just set up to build up to be the powerhouse that North America can be, given yeah. its vast population and, and, and whatever else. The, the only issue is getting events on or having enough people to play in each state so you're not constantly having to go nationally halfway across the country to, to play a few games of darts. It's a little bit different me driving to Milton Keynes for a development tour than it is me flying from Boston to <coughs> Toronto or, or wherever else that might be. I, I still think right now Germany is the hotbed. But I think, as you said, North America is very closely behind it. But it's just because Germany have sort of got that starting point already within the PDC which allows that and what we see now on the dev tour as well. Um, Schindler getting a lot better. I guess the only surprise right now in Germany is the sort of demise of, of Matt Top. Other than that, Germany right now is in a great position. Yeah, but I, I actually agree that we're going to get, obviously, um, the week before cross-border, Peter and Anthony are going to come on um, as guests and talk about cross-border. We're going to do some media like we did last time for it as well but I just think I just love what North America are doing right now I, I really do um, right to be fair well, I know, oh, wrong one it moved on me right so I've only seen bits on this in social was this an April Fool or did he actually get the, the trophy because I saw the tweet and then I saw put, someone put post a screenshot of a video of him with the trophy. Was it not the inverse of him giving it back? It, the car park looked very similar. I don't know. Because I've only seen screenshots while I was in Germany. That, that, that That's what I was saying. I, I've only seen the, the, the screenshots. So was it an April Fool or did he get the trophy? I thought it was an April Fool. I haven't actually watched it. The fact it was the fact it was um, Saturday makes me think it would have been April Fool. It'd be a strange day to release it if it's not. It's like reverse psychology on an April Fool show. <laughs> there's ways of doing, but there's a there's another. It's a strange way of announcing it if that's the case. Oh, speaking of April Fools, how good was? I know it was late, but Gezi's that got even got the PDC in there right up. Oh, the, the injury? Yeah. <laughs> Very well, clever. Hooked a few. Very wow. clever. It was so funny. Um, the vid was on Sunday. Um, Uh, yeah, saw it, Johnny. It is what it is. It's not not great. Moving on. Yeah. Um, do you think the world match play field will ever be expanded? No. There's certain certain things you don't touch, and the world match play is one of them. 
yeah, I think we, we all agree there's more to do with that weight, but it's not touching that field. It's more to do with, I think, was it last year they introduced the disability darts on Monday to Wednesday? Yeah. Before Monday to Thursday, maybe before. Now you've got the women's women's match play, I think, should increase. I think there's more opportunity to do things in Blackpool, but it's not to amend the current field. Um, total number of players within the field, I should say. Yeah. With you there. Um, we, we spoke about this earlier, Tom. Oh, wrong one, things keep moving. Um, Fallon's tweet was the, the best one for me. The fact people knew its exact intention as well was just to rile up people that are trolling. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's great to see the amount of negativity that we've spoke about before that she gets on social media. It's great to see her reacting in a, a humorous way to those sort of tweets. Um, did anyone believe it, really? <laughs> But that was that was probably the funny part of it. I also like the fact that PDC retweeted it as well. <laughs> Big fan of that. Just yeah, it was like, a couple of things. <clears throat> yeah, it it, it it was like trolling the troll shithousery all in once. Yeah. It was great. The fact that pretty much everyone got involved with it in a good way. The people that are commenting underneath going, "We're fully aware what this is, but it, it wouldn't surprise if this was true." Just yeah. need to get a life. Yeah. Um, oh, could see this happening, lol. <laughs> could yeah. see you being single for life, lol. <laughs> um, that big Johnny Cody will win the titles at SummerSlam after Ro- Roman Reigns gets to a thousand days. Blow off. Correct. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think he, I think he nailed it. Bang on. We, we we played the clip earlier. I thought he um thought he got it absolute bang on. Also, um, before we do go, you know how we joke every week, this is a dart show? Yeah. And we do a week in darts, question time, or whatever else. If we manage our time better, moving forward, should we put a poll out on the Monday and discuss one other topic from the wider world of sport for five minutes? Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm not and then we're going to have to go and it's a dart show. We can have a little segment towards the back end where we go, right, for five minutes this week, we're going to discuss the Ashes or the Snooker World Championship starting very, very soon or whatever's going on in the football at the time or whatever else. The F1's back. Yeah, what I'm do we think? I'm up for that. Yeah, as long as as long as we all agree that wrestling isn't a sport and it's never on the topic, then correct. Oh uh, yeah, hundred percent. Majority rules. Yeah, I'm 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 up for that. Sweet. How about a real sport like ice hockey? I'm all over hockey, Bill. Bruins on to break the season record. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, though, look, whilst we are talking about sport in, in general and powerhouses in, in sport, I know we're going off, off topic a, a little bit, but the WWE and UFC collab stroke by is huge for the end sports entertainment market. Forget whether you like wrestling or whether you like UFC. That is a big, 
big play in the market. Now we need is DAZN to offer them a shed out of cash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a, a huge play. Um, but plenty coming um, your way as always. Um, we've got some interviews backed up to go out this week um, as well, which will be decent. Um, Good Friday. So Euro Tour is Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, we have taken the decision that we are still going to do the live lounge on Monday, regardless of the Euro Tour. And we'll just keep you up to date with results during the day or during the show. We have taken a decision. You have just informed us of that. Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> hey, rule, rule number one still exists in this organization as well. <laughs> rule number one was we don't clash with any uh, events that are on, apart from when we clash with events that are on. And rule number two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, the breaking news for you is also the breaking news for me and Jack tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and and to be honest, the breaking news for Phil, because he had no idea of what was coming out of his mouth for that whole sentence until he agreed that that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> just going to wing it, that's not lie. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> absolute pleasure, as always, to have you all on board with the Live Lounge. Like we said, we are going to try and... Um, add stuff and, and make it a little bit more interactive as well as we go along. I like that idea as well. That's good. Um, again, don't be afraid to tweet us or drop something in the comments as in what you guys want from the live lounge as well. Uh, yeah. And who you, who you would like on here as well, as we've now got a desk slot, who you would like to join us on a, a Monday evening. To be fair, I'm amazed that we're in April and we're still at a hundred percent. Been close a couple of times already. I can't lie. Cannot lie. Yeah, a, th- a couple of players have saved our bacon. We'll say. Yeah, tonight's been one of them. Last week's as well. I agree, James. Merchandise, a hundred percent. Then we can be proper YouTubers. <laughs> Uh, bring um, on an Irish player for a chat do we need a translator as well um, well, we've had we've, we've had the joker on that we'll, a friend of the show so we'll, we'll, we'll get him on again but um, we'll, we'll try and get another Irish player as well Gurney will fill up the entire two hour show uh, get Keen Barrium. Yeah. Yeah, but that'll work. Um, right, we are going to sign out. Remember, the Super Series returns tomorrow at 9.30am. But other than that, boys, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you all on board. I mean, Phil Bars, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce, we have been online darts. This has been the live lounge and we'll see you all 
next week. It's been a pleasure, guys. Signing off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.